Hi, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Pensions and Investments, where my guests and I will bring you up-to-date information on pension funds, securities class action litigation, and all matters related to your investment portfolio and shareholder recoveries. I am a Tara Torsky, securities class action attorney in New York City. And I'm here today speaking with Fahem Al-Musa, all the way from Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. Fahem was educated in the United States, but he brought his multicultural background to help expand businesses globally, including working in the Middle East and North Africa. In today's world, where investing globally is becoming more and more commonplace, Fahem provides boots on the ground in Dubai so you can explore opportunities and investments without leaving your home. Fahem, I'm so happy to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And it's a great pleasure to be you know, in your podcast today and to share with your uh, audience uh, some of the experience and opportunities they might be interested in, especially in uh, you know, uh, doing some dealings or investments in the Middle East, which could be a very like uh, exotic, uh, uh, even though you know, these days nothing is exotic, but some, for some people who are not familiar with the Middle East, they might have like a lot of thoughts about it. So maybe we can give them like some insight how to do business here. That's my goal. Yeah, I really wanted to discuss how Dubai has really opened up very recently, right? It seems like there's a lot of synergy, especially with the Abraham Accords between Israeli-based businesses and institutions and Gulf-based institutions, which really brings about a lot of business opportunities and economic opportunities for the whole region, right? And, And I think the region itself is poised to become a great place to take advantage of new opportunities to invest in. So tell me, like, what does that actually look like for somebody who's living there? Have you, in the last year or two, seen some actual on-the-ground change? Uh, actually, you know, first I came to Dubai in 1999. It was uh, quite under in the first stages of real development. So there were, like, uh, putting all the infrastructure, the roads, and, you know, the... Uh, metros and uh, all the economic free zones and uh, there is like a really huge infrastructure in Dubai for the people who come from overseas there is a lot of like multinational really multinational um, um, uh, city uh, like in any place you know if you work in any company any ex-company in Dubai you could be dealing with minimum of 100 nationalities so it's like you have people from all over Uh, there's uh, a big, uh, large, like uh, European community here from the different European countries. There are also people from Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the US, and uh, uh, so. And it's like quite open, as you uh, rightly uh, mentioned. It's uh, like multicultural, and they do have like. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter what is your religion, what are your beliefs, what are your. So it's it's like open for everybody. If you if you have any idea in mind and you want to implement in Dubai, you will find the you know a good infrastructure and uh, an excellent uh, uh, hosting community and uh, uh, welcoming people. And um, uh, most importantly, is the safe environment. You don't yes. feel that. You can like go walk in the street anytime, like four o'clock in the morning, even for, you know. Uh, even women, would women feel comfortable walking in the street alone? Yeah, well, exactly. Women, actually, my wife, she just, you know, does sometimes at one o'clock in the morning to do groceries or it's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter the time. Like, it's like it's, New York. It's the city that never sleeps, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually, uh, it, it never sleeps. And actually there is 
if you come to Dubai, you'll find maybe a lot of similarities between, you know, this big, you know, metropolitans like New York or Los Angeles and Dubai, because it's like, first of all, multicultural and uh, it's open 24-7. And uh, it's like, uh, uh, if you know, for, for, for anybody who has a dream like you want to accomplish, he can start his first steps there. There's a lot of like um, success examples here from people who came with uh, like zero network, then they build like empires, whether from real estate, you know, the real estate was really booming and actually it's still booming. <clears throat> Sorry, now even, you know, after the Corona pandemic, we had like, uh, uh, let's say from end of March to beginning of June last year, this was the only uh, um, period where we have some lockdown, like it was for two weeks, then, you know, some uh, uh, partial lockdowns for, uh, uh, in night time, you know, afterwards, but since June last year, uh -huh. um, 2020, it's totally open. It's 24 seven and it's open and all the wow. people that are going, you know, to their work. And now uh, we've reached around the 12 million vaccine doses. So more than 60% of the population, because the whole population of Dubai is 10 million. So yeah, I'm talking about more than 60% of the people, they have their double, the, their both doses. So it's it's good and you feel that you're secured. And actually they are talking out about uh, uh, going either with the, with the face mask after, uh, you know, the end of May, because most of the people are vaccinated. Wow. So they don't feel the, the need for the people to wear masks at all times. And, you know, because it's, you know, it, the, the law is, uh, is quite respected here. So... If the government put a rule, so everybody will follow it. It's like, uh, you know, basically in the, in the multicultural environments uh, where you have people from different countries, so you don't have like some people, they'll tell you, no, okay, we'll not follow that. Or what. So the people, they tend to be more respective of the law. So it's, uh, it's like, yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know. So it makes it easy to, to enforce things because everybody's just doing whatever the law is saying. So that exactly. keeps things under control is what you're saying. I really, I want to discuss a little bit about just the Dubai and the, the open dynamic market that you're talking about. So, you know, my, a lot of my audience is institutional clients. So tell me, where do you think the trend is going for investors, institu Western institutional investors? What sectors should they be looking at? Now, the sectors, it's for sure. Now, the, the real estate sectors here, it has, you know, the real estate, it has like uh, the ups and downs, but, you know, it's booming since I came here. You have some areas, you know, some slowdowns, like during the, the um, uh, global economic crisis, 2008, 2009. But actually, you know, overall, like during the last, 21, 22 years, it was booming all the way up. And until now, they do have like every day you can see and use about new projects opening whether residential or commercial or like mm -hmm. a lot of companies, They let's say that I want to open a coffee shop, something similar to Starbucks. Then I start reserving with the, with the new uh, 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 malls that will open in the next two to three years. And I will reserve like spots for very uh, uh, attractive prices. Once, you know, the, the mall opens, even if I don't want to open my coffee shop, okay, I can sell that spot for double or triple the price, you see? And actually, I'm buying that, you know, on installments. So basically, you can make uh, money, you know, doing this as easy as this, or even if you want to buy a villa, for example, and it's, uh, you know, due to be done to 2023 or 2024, 
once it's done, it will be, you know, minimum 50% plus, you know, once it's ready to be used. So the real estate is a good market here. And for the ready unit, same thing. You have like some, uh, uh, um, some you know, very uh, attractive opportunities here. And relatively speaking, if you compare to Dubai to other um, big cities, the prices, they are still quite reasonable. You can find like some um, good opportunities and you don't have to spend a fortune, you know, to buy a property here, whether residential or commercial. It's interesting you say that because, you know, I think people always think of Dubai as a very, you know, rich city and that you need a lot of money um, to do investing there. So it's interesting you're saying you can invest even without so much money. I mean, but I think what's really important, you know, especially in, when if I'm advising an institutional client is, you know, you really need, like what I said, you know, boots on the ground, somebody there, somebody who knows the way of the land, the culture, because I think even business is done differently than Westerners are used to. Am I right? Uh, no, actually, it's the way of doing business here is mainly Western. It's like... Uh, you know, uh, the English is the first language for the business. It's not like the Arabic. The Arabic is the second language. So for the government, it's both English and Arabic. So anything oh. you can submit, you can like speak. You don't need to speak Arabic, actually. You can just speak English and you'll be all set. Oh, really? But everybody. Okay. Like regardless of the people, they're like taxi driver, somebody walking on the streets. You know, most of the people, they have like the minimum uh, conversational uh, ability to speak, you know, and to communicate. Uh, their ideas with the, with the others. So the people, they don't have any issue uh, not speaking Arabic. This is number one. Uh, the second thing is all the like formal communication in the companies is in English. Okay. You okay. can submit any like uh, request to the, to the government in English. And uh, once actually you are here, you know, it's, it's uh, you, you see a lot of people who came here, you know, there is a lot of like a very large community from the UK who are, um, uh, in Dubai since so many years and they find it very difficult to go back to the UK because they find it so complicated as a, as a system because here everything is easy actually they have you know that in Dubai you can buy for example a car okay on WhatsApp you don't even to go there you don't even, after, <laughs> you don't have to leave your house you don't have to leave your house for doing anything they will do the registration and they will send it to your uh, they just send for example you are an um, investor or employee in a company or you just send the basic documents that they need then after they register the car they send it uh, to your house they'll give you the car key they tell you thank you very much and go and you're finished wow and also so the final try to make life simple exactly they try to make your life simple and actually they innovated a position and the and the and and their ministers they have a minister of happiness so you know when you have a minister of happiness you want to to make sure that everybody's happy you know you know happiness is something so that, that's it wait for him back up yeah. a second that's an actual title of a job minister of happiness yes exactly they have a minister i love of that happiness. <laughs> And actually, it's a lady also. So they have a minister of happiness. Oh, it's a female. I love that. I want to be the minister of happiness. Yeah. <laughs> they are going toward now having like 50% of the ministers as females in order to have like this gender. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, it's very interesting uh, city, even though you would you would say, ah, it's like maybe uh, uh, because it's in the Middle East or the ancient cultures or the Arabic. But actually, it's so modern and so civilized. And, you know, most of the, you know, cities, we, we travel like, or we used to travel more before the pandemic, okay? 
Now, there is a lot of similarities between the cities these days. I mean, you wouldn't find a big difference if you come to Dubai, if you compare it to New York, for example. Okay, it's like, <clears throat> I'm talking about the lifestyle. And uh, they try to make everything, e e you know, easy for the people, whether uh, transportation, access to education, access to health. Uh, uh, they have developed like a huge uh, uh, healthcare city. And uh, they do have a lot of uh, like uh, free health access for all the residents and, the, you know, the, the people they like everybody who lives in Dubai should be 100 percent in uh, health uh, insured. And if you don't have access to any private health insurance, you can go, you know, to the to the uh, government hospitals. So it's uh, it has developed really uh, drastically since the you know last 22 years. And uh, we can like uh, uh, we'll be happy to you know to talk to any of your uh, like uh, clients or audience about you know the opportunities they might have and we put them through with the uh, you know investors who could uh, who would like to partner with uh, you know companies there is a lot of partnerships between like uh, UAE based companies and uh, multinational companies and they have branches and actually most of the Middle East hubs of the big companies is based in Dubai whether like the IT companies or even the commercial companies, I mean, any name, you know, you name it, you'll find it here. You'll find like the Middle East hub will be based in Dubai because it's a free zone. Like if you work here, okay, you don't pay any tax. It's like zero tax. Like I work for a company, I pay, I pay zero at the end of the month. So this is very difficult to find. And um, you have like a sales tax, which, which is VAT value added tax of 5% on anything you want to import. Like if you want to import a car or products or anything, you know, you just pay 5%. This is for the, you know, the, the flat tax the flat tax for the commercial. Anything personal, I well, buy anything. So they online. try to make it as easy as possible for investors. I want to discuss for a minute um, climate and the environment. So I understand that the Gulf states are, you know, produce the oil, but I also understand that they're very focused on alternative energy and climate initiatives. Is that true? Am I correct? You are correct, yeah. And actually, Dubai it's, it does not depend on oil, like on a, on more. But if you talk about uh, Dubai, actually, is the commercial uh, commercial city of the UAE, United Arab Emirates, and Abu right. Dhabi is the political city. So Abu Dhabi, like as an emirate, okay, it has the uh, uh, the the big reserve of oil. But Dubai, it's not nothing more than ten to fifteen percent of its annual budget is based on oil. The other thing is from alternative things. It's the main source of income here is tourism. Like because oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. Because it's in like in the middle of the world. If you look at it, you know, to the uh, east side, you have all the uh, Asian countries and uh, China and uh, right. you know, Australia and Russia and so on. And to the west, you have Europe and the US and Canada and uh, uh, South America. So basically, because of this strategic location in the middle, uh, 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 of the the globe of the world map, so uh, the the Dubai airport uh, is one of the biggest worldwide, and they have like uh, it's so beautiful. And actually, it's to go from one place to another, you need to go by metro or by bus. It's not like you cannot walk. It's, <laughs> it's, you so, walk, big. it's so big. Yeah, it's so big. But, but tell me, so I'm, I want to just get back for a minute because I know that a lot of my institutional clients are are interested in investing in companies, you know, that promote, you know healthy um, alternative energy and climate and are cognizant of the climate change and climate initiatives. 
Um, so what really are the alternatives to oil? If, if they're not using as much oil as they used to, what is Dubai focusing on now? And now uh, electric uh, cars are in the rise now these days. Like before we, we were not seeing like Tesla cars or these like, uh, uh, you know, electric or uh, um, hybrid cars. Now we can see them more and more. And the usage of plastic has been minimized like drastically uh, in order to help, you know, save the environment. And, you know, something, something special about Dubai, you know, sometimes when you drive on the street of some, you know, countries, you can find like this black smoke going from the cars. Okay. This is so impossible to see it here. It's like the zero emission type of cars, you know, the specs of the cars, uh, should be with, uh, uh, you know, without, uh, all these, like, uh, uh, things that could harm the environment, whether, you know, the, that black smoke or, you know, even the different, you know, type of tests they use and the specs, you know, for whatever cars they want to import, they have very strict, like, uh, uh, guidelines when it comes to uh, these in order to save the environment. And now they have a big project in Dubai, actually, to build something like 20 million trees, you know, in order to save the you know environment and produce more oxygen. And it's... So they do have like this, now they have like the 50 years plan because now in 2020, they put the 50 years plan for the next 50 years. So it's like uh, never stopping. <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah. So let me ask you a, a totally unrelated question. Just for myself, I'm curious, is there a business dress code? What do women wear to business meetings? What do men wear? It's like Western style. I mean, you don't have to... Uh, yeah, it's like you don't, like in the mall, you can find whatever you can find in New York, as simple as this. Like if you put in Google and put Dubai malls, for example, you'll see people wearing different types of, so you can wear whatever you want. It's not like you don't have any dress code. And the companies now, uh, they they uh, they are uh, uh, less strict about having like, you don't have to wear a suit or, you know, it's like. Uh, right, well, I think everything is more relaxed since. Yeah, more uh, relaxed. Do you see a shift in money that's now coming into the region rather than the oil money going out of the region, which I think was traditional? Is there a shift now? Yeah, there is actually. I can see I can see a lot of money coming in and I see a lot of big projects coming in. And now they have a big project along with Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Jordan. So it's like in the Red Sea area, they do have like this big project. It's a big far away from, from UAE, but it's like a combined, you know, Middle Eastern project that they want to, to make a big economic hub in the, in, the, in the Middle East, okay, in the Red Sea area. And you have a lot of multinational companies coming in to invest there because it's a really huge project. I mean, because it's like uh, um, whether uh, it will be like a big uh, uh, industrial uh, zone for the companies to come and invest in. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing, the companies, if, they, if somebody you know, is, is wondering what he can uh, do, simply if you open a branch here, okay, you will have uh, facilities, okay, whether in Dubai economic free zone or Abu Dhabi or any uh, any free zone here, okay, you will find facilities that you can never find in, in anywhere else because simply you don't pay taxes. This is number one, okay? And they will give you like preferred prices on the land if you want like big land to to big to 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 make a project and everything is negotiable you can come and negotiate with the government you send them that okay i have this multi-million dollars project that i want i need a land of you know x uh, uh, um, uh, meters and uh, 
So they, they can sort something out for you. That's quite flexible when it comes to attracting investors. And you can go straight to the high authorities. It's not like you don't have to wait for months or years in order to achieve that. You can do it in a matter of weeks. It's you tell them that I have this project and let's see, you have a company that it has. So let me, let's talk for a second. I wanna, I wanna just back up for one moment and talk before we finish about the Abraham Accords. So there was a sense that there was going to open up the regional markets for further development and integration. Do you think that that's gonna continue despite ongoing conflicts you know, with Iran and Yemen and Israel and Lebanon, Iraq? Like, do you think economic growth is still possible despite the conflict? Yeah, actually, because it's the Middle East and since we were born, uh, there are like political conflicts and uh, it's not really stable when it comes in terms of you know wars and so on and so forth. But if you take like UAE separately, it, there was no wars, you know, since it was <laughs> since it was initiated in 1971. So basically, it's you know a peaceful place where they don't actually interfere in the other, uh, let's say, political political uh, issues in the region. Okay, it's like they are doing like Switzerland. Ah, uh, so they so basically Dubai stays what we call above the fray. Yeah, 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 <laughs> they exactly. don't get involved. <laughs> yeah, because once you get involved, you get stuck in between. You are with this or that or that, but. You know, they tend to, to accept everybody, okay? And they, they, they want to benefit, you know, the, the other uh, people in, the, in the, the region and to benefit themselves and their economy and their country in the same time. So it's, um, it's quite open, as I said, okay? And I did not see any impact from these conflicts. Maybe the, the conflicts you can, uh, you can see in the news sometimes, it's like, wow, it's like, you see something in the Middle East, you, you feel that the whole Middle East is like this. But it's not like that, actually. It's, uh, you know, there are different countries and uh, I lived, you know, a big part of my life in Jordan. I never saw <laughs> anything going wrong. Like, it's, but if you see, if you tell somebody that I'm, you know, I'm coming from Jordan to you, wow, it's like a war zone or, Right. I never saw any war. In- you never felt that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I'm happy to hear that Dubai is uh, the Switzerland of the Middle East. I like that. And I think it is a great place. And there are, is a lot of economic and business opportunities, and especially for institutional investors. I think it, everyone has to tread carefully, no matter what. Um, you know, you can't just buy real estate, right? Like as great as it is, you have to kind of know the lay of the land. So it's important to connect with people like yourself and others who are on the ground, who know the area, who know the customs, who know the trends. Um, so I thank you for him for coming on and telling us a little, little about um, Dubai and the United Emirates. And I, I really think this was informative for, for me for specifically, and I'm sure for my audience. So, so thank you so much for coming on. Please, just before we go, tell us the name of your company and the website and where everyone can find you. Yeah, the, actually the company that I work for is called Crow. It's like a global company. They have like uh, 100 presence in 130 countries worldwide. Okay. Uh, this is like at the professional level. I work as in charge of, uh, you know, internal audit and uh, accounting advisory. Um, at the personal level, I do like uh, consultancy and uh, at the individual level with, uh, you know, big companies who are interested to come and invest in Dubai and do have some partnerships with a lot of companies in Australia. I do like if they want to invest money or lend some of the lenders in Australia, they lend money to the free zones company in Dubai. We do due diligence for them, you know, for their 
uh, initial investment to, for them just to make sure that everything is fine and you know this company is okay to to deal with right we do that you know for the institutional uh, uh, clients that they have and they want to uh, coordinate some big deals with the government or with the multinational companies based in dubai we can do that as well you know they just have to you know call me or email me or you know text me then after we can uh, put a plan together on what uh, needs to be done and as i said you know they will find it surprisingly easy to do business in dubai okay and we can help them so just uh, for, for him i just uh, spell the name of your website for everybody if you don't mind is it c r o c r o w e yeah dot com there's dot com and there's dot ae dot com is the global website and dot ae is the uh, uae website because it's like Perfect. for the branch okay of yeah well it, like i said it's been a real pleasure having you on thank you so much for all this great information everyone should visit dubai i'm, I'm excited to think about going there myself soon sure you're it's most welcome place so um i'm excited for that and thank you thank you for coming on and have a great day thank you atara thank you very much and thank for okay. the all the audience and have a nice day thank you